Now then, welcome to the Midlife Film Catch-Up, a podcast where we watch films, we catch up on films that we've never seen before at this point in our lives, Midlife. Uh, I'm Sam Turner, and this week I'm not joined by my collaborator Christopher Jenkins, uh, and in his stead, in his in the hot seat, in the uh, in the hot in the hot seat is uh, Joe Booker. Hello, hi Sam. Thanks for having me, Joe. Um, so you're new to the to the organisation, to the company. So I thought what we'd do is have a uh, by way of in- introduction, an icebreaker. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So could you tell me? two truths and one lie about yourself and I'll try and guess which is the which is the lie I can I've uh, I've planned this so um, there's a theme here Sam which you may well um, get nice so two truths and one lie uh, number one my dad once threw a stone at a partridge in a pear tree in my garden and uh, served us its breasts for tea wow number two my dad once threw me about five metres across a garden for uh, dropping a family friend's guinea pig. And number three, my dad once threw me again down the stairs for bending my brother's arm around a beautiful uh, weight-bearing pitch pine beam. So your dad... So this the theme is your dad throwing, throwing things. That's it, you've got it. Um, and it's two, two that two on two occasions that thing was you. Yeah, yeah. Do you want do you want a, a brief reminder of what the three things were? Um, I'd like a reminder. So the first one was a stone, a, a partridge in a pear tree. At that point, I thought the theme was definitely going to be Christmas. Yeah. Well. Yep. Yeah. Soon. Soon. Learn your lesson there. Don't. Don't presume. Now the second one, he was throwing you. Um, and did you say? Did you say distance of five meters? Yeah, I said about five meters. Okay. okay. Didn't want to be too precise there. And down the stairs was that's quite a that's quite a dark one, isn't it? Down the stairs. Mm. That sounds yeah, quite dangerous. Me. Yeah, rage does rage does a lot to a man. And and why was to remind me why he was enraged in the last instance? So, um, we had some friends around, dad's family friends, you know, long-term, long-term friends. And uh, me and my brother used to fight every day. We, you know, we'd be hitting each other and really hurting each other. And, um, usually it just sort of was water off a duck's back for my family. But this occasion, um, we had the, the, my friend, my family friends, kids around and he didn't want them, to, you know, he's embarrassed, I think. So my brother had a broken wind in my face whilst I was sitting down, which, you know, the brothers do. So no, I retaliated by nice. bending his arm around this pole. Um, my brother was crying. My dad responded and you were just enraged and he threw me down the stairs. So, and your brother got off scot-free for the breaking wind. I think incident. he did on that occasion. Yeah. It wasn't, what's, it wasn't typical. What's the, um, what's the age difference between you and your brother? Two and three quarter years, me me being the elder. Right, okay. That's mm. interesting. But he's a lot he's a lot stronger. People people often think that he's the older brother when they meet us. 
I'm uh, I'm more um, or, or less masculine, I'd say. Less developed. Um, developed in different ways. D- yeah. Let's, let's let's leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to mull that the, the this game over over the course of the podcast, and I'll I'll let you know what I think at the end of it. Yeah. Okay. I've just Sounds I've just good. thought of that as the new as a as the way that we're going to do it. It caught me off guard. I was expecting good. an answer. I was expecting an answer, but I'll wait. That just a warning, Joe. That's the normal sort of um, dynamic that I, I like to like to kind of catch my uh, co-host off guard. So just just be yeah. aware of that. Yeah. Well, I'm aware because I'm new to the hot seat, as you as you put it. But I'm a you know a lifelong well let's say life life a life of the pod, podcast long fan. Um, you know, I've not missed an episode. Well, you can call it lifelong <laughs> because, of course, we started from the year we were born each week we watch a film that is new to us starting from the year we were born and we run chronologically through to the present day so before the recording neither of us know what each of us think of the film and then we share our thoughts as you know I'm familiar with the format and uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, I'm looking forward to it I'm really looking forward to it I've got a couple of um, session aims if you don't mind Sam that I I might just uh let Do you know share. about. I know that's breaking from, breaking from the drip tradition, breaking from the format. You know, like, like I say, we want to challenge each other. We want to be catching each other off guard. We want to be breaking new grounds, not breaking wind like your brother, but no, similar. Okay, so um, what what I love most about the podcast, or one of the things I love most about the podcast, is. Um, how how non energetic it is, and I mean that in a very complimentary way. You know, you you have lots of space to talk and to to think. Um, whereas I'm a bit of a motor mouse, so my my session name number one is not to bring too much energy. I don't want to negate the uh, the feel. You know, mm-hmm. um, whether or not I achieve, I don't. I don't know. I'll try my best. Well, we're um, we're recording after tea, which is uh, mm. another break from the tradition. Um, we don't often record after tea. This is a Thursday evening. I've just let you know that I've had a big curry. What did you have for your tea? I had a really weird tea. I had um, sausages and mushrooms and a baked sweet potato with rice. And then I made a yellow pepper and radish and mustard dressing. And I'd searched online for, for radish and yellow pepper dressing. It doesn't exist. So <laughs> I just made it up. But it was all right. It was all right. I, I mean, that is... That's, but you you're packing in a good diversity of um, fauna. No, sorry, flora in that. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's good for no, no fauna because Sorry, uh, yeah. sorry, go on. So, sorry, Sam. I was just going to say no fauna because I am vegan, and it's, it's taken me this long to tell you, hasn't it, that I don't eat animals. Only <laughs> flora. Flora, yeah. flora only. Flora spread and vitalite now and again, but flora is much better. But, session um, name. Yeah. Do you want do you want session name too? Just let me just tell you this: um, a diversity of flora is good for gut health. Go ahead. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, session name two. I did have uh, to make Chris proud, um, but then I, I crossed out and just had for, for Chris not to be disappointed in me when he comes back. Nice, nice. Um, and our mutual friend Carl said. Um, just be yourself, which you know, good advice. he's known me. He's known me for twenty years, so I was a little bit surprised that he, he said just be yourself. But 
I'll follow his advice. Well, Carl will always be earnest when a situation calls for earnestness. That's one of his strengths. Yeah. So two, just two, two aims. Um, not disappoint Chris and don't bring too much energy. Yeah, that's why I didn't I didn't talk then when you uh, stopped talking. No, that's good. My, natural, good. my natural response would be to fill that space, but no way. Section yeah. 8 one. Well, there's, there's the added complications of uh, talking over Zoom as well. So that, that throws another challenge in. Yeah, yeah, because in the last show, actually, you were, I think for the first time, you spoke over each other and it was really jarring. I didn't like it. Right, okay. You feel free to give feedback as well on previous shows. <laughs> yeah, will do. So we're at... Um, oh, no, this is what I wanted to ask you. So, so Joe, you are a musician. You're a visual artist. Could you tell me where film comes into this creative milieu? Milieu? Mil, milieu? Um... Yeah, I mean, it, it it doesn't really come into it that much. I used to watch more films when I was younger and certainly know Michael Owen. And um, I, I think my attention span has been so obliterated by YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube and now if mm-hmm. anything is over 30 minutes, I'm, I'm sort of finding myself distracted. But... Um, we used to make a lot of films when we were younger. I say films, I mean just messing around on mm-hmm. a with you know with a camera. My mate found an old um, sketch show that we made a few months ago, which he promised a private screening of. But he, he said it really is terrible, so he doesn't even want to doesn't even want to show the people who, yeah, who made it. Yeah, that's got to be. That's got to be. I, I saw a film of me on a family holiday in Florida doing an American accent, and it was it was pretty. Um, uncomfortable viewing that sounds quite nice how old were you uh that's a good question i was asking my mum on the lead up to this um what was going on in 1994 but she only really told me about years earlier than 1994 so i would maybe orlando orlando holiday was uh 95 96 time i'm gonna say when i was Mm. 10 or 11 so I was in America at the same time. Whoa. But I was over in Seattle. It's a small oh. world. It's a small okay. world. But um, Check out the grunge scene. Were you checking out the grunge scene? or Not really. I was only eight. I was uh, I had my ninth birthday over there, actually. So uh, I got a Game Boy. And, uh, you know, my I was just blown away by that. My auntie bought me a Game Boy. I didn't have anything like that at home. Nice. So, yeah, it was amazing. So were you playing a Game Boy in Seattle? playing a Game Boy in Seattle in 1995, mate, yeah. Yeah, I was. And uh, getting all the Power Ranger... Oh, this isn't a 1995. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Don't here, worry, don't worry. Here, but, um, yeah, all the McDonald's at the time, had the, the Happy Meals had the Power Rangers movies, movie toys. Um, and my auntie sort of negotiated with the people working there to get me them. I was only there for three weeks, but she got me five weeks' worth of toys, which was great. So I came out well popular when I came home. Had all the Power Rangers toys. Power Rangers, big, big news at this at this point, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Did you have a favourite? Yeah. yeah, I liked uh, Kimberly. Um, pink, pink one? Yeah, Pink Ranger. 
and you know I fancied her, but I also just I also respected her. I liked her, and I think she's still my favourite. My favourite now. Um, she's a writer, I think, isn't she? The the person who played her, um, and I think she's doing like a new Power Rangers. I don't know. I might be wrong. Graphic novel or something. So you've I really uh, wrong there. I've you've researched. really kept track kept track of a career. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, shall we shall we move on to this week's film? Yeah, sounds good. So it's 1994, and this week we are covering Viva L'Amour, which is a pleasing rhyme to start with. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch that one, but... I thought you'd appreciate that, because you're a lyrics man. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I'd say more of a... More of a um, a melody man, to be oh, honest. Okay, okay. I didn't really yeah. try with the melody. So Vive Moore is uh, Ming Lang Sai's Golden Bear winning film. Mm. It's the tale of three characters living in the Taiwan capital of Taipei. Their their lives interconnect via a vacant apartment unit. And from there, a kind of love triangle, another love triangle for the podcast, Mm. ensues. Ensues. Yeah. Would you say that's a fair synopsis i would say yeah in chris's absence that was a a great synopsis son um it's uh, yeah. it's got it's a it's a slow burner in every sense of the word um it wasn't it, so this is chris's choice of a film it wasn't his first choice um i've since read up a little bit about the director i don't know if you've done the same and it seems that this was a high point of his career I haven't read much, no. I went into it um, not, having not read anything, so I hadn't listened to the the last episode. By the, I've only finished that today, so um, I hadn't. I didn't know anything about it. I went into it completely cold. Okay. Um, and I haven't read much afterwards either. I think I might have described it to you as a um, Taiwanese erotic thriller. And yeah. only really one of those adjectives is <laughs> accurate. Is is Taiwanese an adjective? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's erotic or a thriller. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, I get Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, you did. And I was I was sort of thinking, oh, here we go. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it didn't, it, I didn't get that. What's Not your that I'm complaining. What's your relationship with erotica, Joe, if you don't mind me asking? Feel free to avoid the question. Um, you know what? I uh, I don't know if I have a relationship with erotica. You 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 seem to uh, say that last last um, last episode that you were it was you were a fan. You're, you're oh, a big yeah, fan of erotica. You know, a healthy yeah. respect and appreciation of the of the discipline. Yeah. Mm. So, Channel mean, Five I, in the in, around this time was. Has been oh, yeah. a, a very sort of classy proponent of the genre. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate the the human form. Okay. Um, I I like the the mental stuff that's going on with eroticism. Not like men, not like you know mental sort of weird stuff. I mean, you know what mm-hmm. you what the the thought process. Psychological. Psychological. That's it. Um, I, yeah, I used to have a video. I used to want, you know, in the nineties and the early oh, noughties. Yeah. The, you, Here we go. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was going to say one of those TVs that had a video recorder built in. Uh, and yeah. I just had a video in there all the time, which was, um, you know, forever in there. And every time a sort of erotic scene came on TV, I'd press record mm-hmm. probably about four seconds too late. And by the time it kicked in and started recording, usually I think then, you know, got the end of it. Um, and and yeah, I don't know why I did it because I was always I was, I was just petrified constantly that someone would find all they had to do is press play on the remote and yeah. they would find this stupid video that I'd been keeping. But but that was that was a, that a, was a climate that we we were living in, wasn't it? It was it was mm. uh, edge of your seat, seat of your pants stuff, um, and I think we're better people for it. To be honest, with not having that ready access. Uh, oh yeah, that, the cat and mouse the thrill of the chase the um the sheer well there's you know the, the sensuality of it yeah yeah definitely me me and my uh brother used to have a little a blue paper folder that we kept under a, a chair cushion in our bedroom um that had all the stuff we'd collected from the bush on the way to school it seemed yes. to be a lot of um a lot of yeah a lot of you know topless Ladies in wet newspapers in that bush. Call cards. We got a few call cards from a phone box when we went to London on a family trip. Um, I, I think this makes us sound more seedy than we were. Though it was no, it's yeah, very just, it's, just kids. It's, it's it's all natural. It's all natural. And what else is natural for kids is to um, channel their channel their fandom of erotica into a database which is what what you're basically doing yeah yeah it's i know you're a fan of databases sam um and i can appreciate that you know i i, I think dinosaurs uh, page three models call girls not saying they're all on a par and all on the level but they're doing saying, different horses really? for courses, horses for courses, isn't it? But mm. let, listen, um, let's stick to the format. We need to. Um, yeah, we're under strict guidelines. Um, quick thoughts. What did you think, Joe, of Vive La More? Um, quick thoughts. So as I said, I went in completely cold. Um, I think that was a stupid thing to do because I was really confused for the majority of the film. But in a way, that that sort of paid off. I don't know if I liked it or not. Um, mm-hmm. I think I might decide by the end of this conversation whether or not I liked it. And, and mm. I um, I like the the process of watching the film, knowing I was going to talk about it because I don't know that that's something I've ever done before. Um, so I found that that a, quite an exciting prospect. Um, but yeah, I, I found it uh, for me it, it, the, the story developed really slowly from this sort of weird confusion of I didn't know what the hell was going on because I hadn't read anything about it into realising sort of like after after I should have done probably that it was this love triangle as you so uh, correctly said in your in your um, I was going to say prognosis then I'll leave it at that yeah, prognosis yeah like um, and yeah and afterwards I was I, you know 
that's quite. I thought I thought it was quite good. Thinking back, I thought it, I, th- I think I thought it was quite good, but um, there were parts I liked and parts I didn't like, which I guess mm-hmm. we'll we'll dig down to in a bit. What did you think? I think. I mean, I think that's a really good um, approach to consuming film, like the, uh, that when it's saying that you're prepared to have this conversation to help you decide whether you like it or not. I, I, I like that as a as a process. Um, and I think, I think there's a lot of merit in that. I think, I, I mean, a lot of what you said there rings true for me. Like it was, um, I, I watched it in two sittings, not in consecutive nights, which is probably not the ideal way to watch mm. this film, but I've had, I've had a busy week. Um, yeah. but tell me, when did you watch it last night or the night before? I watched it, um, did I watch it? It wasn't last night. It was over the night before, the night before that. But yeah, um, I also when I started watching it. Mm-hmm. I I was watching it on my phone um, as I watch most media now these days, and wow. I was lying down, and uh, I had a planned a planned nap. I scheduled it. I didn't schedule it, but I realised I was feeling sleepy, so I um, I paused and had about a thirty minute nap, then went back and watched the rest. I don't. don't that's not a comment on the uh, the film, though. I think that's just no. a comment on being a parent. It, mid, mid midlife, middle age parent. Yeah, mm. that's 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 absolutely fair enough. And it's a t- it's a two hour film. It's no um, it's it's no quickie. Yeah, and I I think the fact we might come onto this, but the fact that there was only one line of um, it wasn't even dialogue. There was one line of of someone speaking in the first twenty three minutes. I, I, yeah, I checked I and that I as well. Yeah, that was probably part of the cause of the nap. Um. But yeah, we can come on to that. But as well, what you said was really interesting. Um, you think that it helped not knowing anything about the film going into it. That's how I try and approach any any film that I watch ever. Is not know not reading reviews. The less I know about a film, the better. But I think with this, especially, it kind of it it drove the intrigue, didn't it? Like it was there was you were constantly kind of thinking, well, when. When is this going to turn into a story? When's this going to turn into <laughs> more than yeah. just like uh, a mundane documentation of uh, people's people's lives that aren't leading very interesting lives? Yeah, and there was a there was a sort of payoff. I think like when when um, Mei Lin, I've, I've just had to write the names down to, to remember when Mei Lin, so the the female um, participant in the love triangle when she eventually spoke it was really jarring because it was quite sort of um quick and loud mm. and and uh, it took me by surprise it wasn't how i imagined after knowing her for 23 minutes how it was gonna how it was gonna sound so i that sort of i found that quite fun yeah uh, yeah i think the, the there was like moments in the film that kind of did sort of break you out of the the reverie of you know, there's no, there's no, there's no music in the film at all. Am I right in thinking? No, no, yeah, not even in the in the credits at the beginning. It was just a, or the end. Just, yeah, or the end. Yeah, just 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 screens, wasn't it? Black screens of with white text on. Yeah, no, no music. But I thought the sound design was uh was quite interesting. I don't know if you picked up on that, Sam. Yeah, so like really loud, um, fabrics and sort. Of, I don't know what you call it, like the. Uh, something falling on the floor, like the squeaking of plasticky fabrics, and yeah, it kind squeaking of heightened in... the awkwardness of it, didn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it reminded me of. Um, have you ever seen those those um, shred videos that someone's made? I say a lot, I watch a lot of YouTube. So it's it's you know a band doing a song or something, and then they've overdubbed it with really terrible vocals and uh, music. You know, music. I've, no, I've got no. Um... I don't know the form. No, no I don't frame know of reference. I'll, I'll send you something after the show because it's, uh, it's it's hilarious. But it gives it that same sort of yeah. It sounded like it was almost overdubbed. The squeaking shoes, the sloshing in, the sloshing water in the bottles. Um, was it was it in the first episode? Was Chris saying he didn't like people, the sound of people drinking? He did say that in one episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any sort of running water, I think it was. All right. Well, yeah. I think he wouldn't if he wouldn't have enjoyed this film for that reason. Then there's a lot of lot of water yeah the, the, it's all it was almost like a um a character point wasn't it for so let, let's go through the three characters so you've mentioned the estate agent so yeah, we're, we're kind of introduced to the well we're, intru- we're introduced to the apartment unit because the first character um quite a sad young man finds a finds a key in the door of the apartment yeah, am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that was the that was a beautiful um, shot there. It had the, the focus was on the key in the foreground, wasn't it? So it gives mm. you that idea that this is going to be of interest. And that was also where the, the one that line of <laughs> that line of uh, you know speech was was. Yeah, so and that was so, just a delivery driver. Just a delivery driver. Yeah, I don't awesome. think they're even credited. I don't think they're even they're even given a credit on the. Even though they had a, one of the only speaking parts, so he, so the the sad young man, and so have you got the character names there? Yeah, yeah, and I've even researched the pronunciations here. So it's Shao Kong, I believe. Shao Kong. Shao, so he's Shao Kong. his occupation is is like an urn salesman. Yeah, yeah, something to do with with crematorium stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And it was a very funny. So I, th- I think there's probably about you could count on one hand how many sort of in, in t- like conversations basically there are in this film. Mm. And I think one of the best bits of the film is when the two. So the so tell me his name again. Shao Kong. Odd. Sorry, what was the name of the the sad young man? Shao Kong. Shao Kong, so he's speaking to the third protagonist, which is in my head I've called him the cool the cool guy. Cool dude, yeah. I think that's his what he's credited as. No, he's he's R Young. R Young. And but, um mm. sorry, go on. I was gonna say it, we we can be forgiven for not knowing the character characters' names. I think not not just because they are Taiwanese names and they're sort of more alien to our ears, but they I don't think they're ever even mentioned the whole film are they no no not at all no so oh well the, so those two spend the night in the, they realize that they're both living in the vacant apartment unit and then they strike up a kind of friendship um the cool guy gives the sad guy a lift and then he says so what do you do and he, he tells him that he sells urns and then they're, they're driving he says so look, listen we can go anywhere where do you want to go and then the neck, they cut straight to them walking around a Basically, the the type of place that he works in, like a uh, an end <laughs> sales room, yeah. a crematorium kind of place. Um, yeah. So I thought that was, uh, you know, it it, um, it rose, it, it got a wry smile. 
from me. Yeah, yeah, same. I think I think that was one of the the funniest scenes. Um, because yeah, I say I haven't read much about the film after watching it. I read, you know, I've read a little bit, and uh, it's, yeah, it talks about the humor a lot, and it's very subtle. I'd say the humor. Um, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, non-existent. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine sitting in a cinema and people laughing like much loud louder than is natural uh some of the mm. what what you could see, just so, so that everyone knew that they understood the film um yeah m- much louder than they had any right to do exactly yeah it's not dumb mm. and dumber is it? it's not um which was actually released the same year oh yeah but you, yeah but is that a farce and you're not a massive fan of no no I'm, I'm saying it that's a lot you know that would that would warrant laughing out loud in a cinema i think oh yeah vive le yeah. is is Dumb, dumber, dumb and dumber, it ain't, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, are there any similarities? Good question. Um, is could dumb and dumber be? It's not really a love triangle. No. Um, there's not really any masturbation-based content in dumb and dumber, is there? Which is a surprise. I mean, that's it a, is a that's... surprise actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think if you were looking for a connection, that that would be a go-to. Yeah, exactly. Go-to, that's what I was know. trying to. That's what I was thinking. Mm. That that's where they might have com- common grounds, but um, I don't think there's any. No, I don't, I don't think so. No. But another film that came out that year, starring Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Yeah, yeah, and I was thinking of. Um, another Jim Carrey film, but I don't even think there's masturbation in that. Um, which is me, myself, and Irene. Much later, did you see that film? Um, I did see it at the time. Yeah, wow, that is a. Um, I think in my mind, I get this that film mixed up with a film that's very much famous for masturbation scenes, and that is uh, there's something about Mary. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta, I mean, we should uh, probably we, we should probably say that there's a masturbation scene in this film. I don't know. We said that, so it might it might if people haven't seen the film. In Viva, no, no. Viva Le Mans, Le Mans. There's um, a, a, a quite a pivotal moment in the film where the cool guy is um, making love with the estate agent, while the sad guy is um, masturbating under the under the bed. Does that mm. does that cover it? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean... We're talking about Shao Shao Kong, the sad guy, but I, we should probably. I think we maybe should be using um, the pronoun they, because there was a quite a surprising scene about the middle of the film, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, where Shao Kong um, put on a dress and a wig, mm-hmm. and uh, did some cartwheels, I think. Did uh, some cartwheels. I remember correctly. Walked around in high heels for a bit. Um, then just did a load of uh, press ups. Press ups, yeah. Feeling the body, did a bit of feeling. 
Yeah, sort of feeling his own, yeah. his own bod. This their yeah. own bod. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so, so that that masturbation scene. I mean, I don't know. It's a spoiler alert, I suppose, isn't it? I've got to say, spoiler alert. That's um, so, yeah. But that masturbation scene. When we later find out that um, Shao Kong isn't into mailing the the real estate person he's into, or they're into. Oh, young. But I kind of clocked that a little bit earlier on. Mm. It, there was there was a lot I, of long lingering looks to to the cool guy, wasn't there? From uh, I, the sad guy. I didn't clock it. I didn't clock it, and I think because, as I said, I was a step behind the whole way. I, I think I got everything late, so I didn't get it until until that scene after that after the masturbation scene. Um, when it wasn't possible not to get it, which yeah. I, I think was was actually the my favourite scene in the film. Can we talk about that? Well, we can move on to takeaways. Would you like to move on to takeaways? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, takeaways. Oh, sorry. I mean, you can. I was thinking that maybe your favourite scene was is in your takeaways, it's but if take it's not, away. just um, just uh. Well, yeah, I've got I've got some um I've got some observations which I guess can be correctly labeled as takeaways. Uh-huh. So yeah, I've covered the the, uh, the humor. I I know that it was meant to be funny, but I'm a bit of a sort of pedant I think when it comes to accuracy of things. I don't think there's any way they could they could have shared, shared that that apartment without knowing about it. I don't know what you think. Was, um... was that realistic? Well, it was only really the two. The t- when she was having a bath, was was that that wasn't in the apartment as well, was it? No, that was in her own. Her so own she house. she was she was still living in her own house. The other two were basically transients, weren't they? Like the mm. so the cool guy, he's a like a sort of Del Boy kind of figure, wasn't he? The mm. the, the Del Boy of Taiwan. Del Boy of Taiwan, yeah, yeah. Um. So he so he didn't. And he was very confident, a very confident young man, wasn't he? Very confident. Shao Kong was the Rodney, is that what you're saying? Um, to... I'd say he's more not Denzel, Mickey, Mickey, P- mm. Mickey Pierce. No, no, because he wasn't really sure. Trigger. Trigger. He was. He seems a bit more intelligent than Trigger, didn't he? Yeah, he was very good. He was a sort of. Um, he was very into his job, wasn't he? He, he took life. Well, I mean, we haven't actually, we haven't actually um, acknowledged the fact that he tries to take his own life in the first tw- yeah. twenty minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was hard to watch. I found that quite. A, oof. Yeah, yeah. Quite a so he's trying to um, slit his own wrist. So he's um, and you got to and I suppose I definitely equated the his. Sexuality with with that, I think, isn't it? Is kind of yeah. He's struggling to fit into society's norms in in a lot of ways, but he's also he's also yeah, very sort of seems to be quite career orientated as well. We see him um, ironing his shirts, and um, there's a few sort of scenes around. He's in a cafe getting his papers together and all this. Yeah, they were quite sort of um, sort of methodical, 
you, you get mm. the impression they'd be a good a good worker. Um, and, and honestly, maybe that's a takeaway. I thought there were there were a couple of motifs maybe in this in this oh. movie, Sam. A couple no, of motifs. Uh, Pascal, tell me about the motifs. So so. We we've already spoken about the water, but I think there were, there was a lot of water being there was there's a lot of water being drunk, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of baths, baths. baths yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I was that was that was that a metaphor? Were they trying to cleanse their perceived sins? So right, wow, okay. Shao Kong obviously not comfortable in their own skin. Mei Lin, the the estate agent. I don't know. I don't know what her deal was, really. So, she, well, the, it ends with, spoiler alert, her crying for a good five minutes, doesn't it? Mm. So I'm going to say she wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah. she was. I mean, the opening scene, and it's a long opening scene, is is her walking through the streets, isn't it? And then you've got our young Del Boy, our, our mm-hmm. young Del Boy, who is sort of creepily following her in a really weird and and obvious way and then they obviously don't talk and then they're just back at the the um the room doing the dirty mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of um nipple nipple licking a lot nipple of nipple play. licking wasn't there yeah, yeah I, I found that you don't often almost see as difficult to watch a female or male nipple licking mm. do you i've got very sensitive nipples very okay. sensitive, and um, just watching that was made me Too made much me squirm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, oh, sorry, I've lost my train of my, my train of thought there. No, you've you've gone on to nipples. And you've, yes, you're struggling. Um, I think what you were saying was cleanse water cleansing. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't know what her what her perceived sin sins were. You were talking I think about the, just... yeah, the the opening scene and trying to work out mm. what she was all about. Um, no, yeah, is is she ate a lot of street food? I noticed mm. that she ate a lot of street, very delicious looking street food. Yeah, that looked great, didn't it? I think they yeah. were my favourite shots. Where yeah. there was one shot in particular, I think it might have been the first time she was eating the food where she was in the mid ground, got the background. I don't know if you know how grounds work, Sam, but you get you've got your background, mid ground, and then your foreground. There was uh-huh. pe- there were people coming in front of the camera cooking, and then mm. sort of stepping back, and you'd see her eating the street food. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah, there's yeah, some and, really and good street street food scenes. A bit mukbang. Have you ever seen any mukbang stuff on no. on YouTube, Sam? You need Just to uh, more you need, YouTube. You need to watch more YouTube. You really need yeah. to go on to uh, the the podcast midlife. YouTube catch up, don't you? Yeah, I, I think. Um, does it? Is it? Does that exist? No, not that. I'm not that. No. I think the problem with that podcast would be that YouTube's only existed for ten years or so, hasn't it? No, if that, I'd say at least at least twenty. Really? The first YouTube video was the um, the creators of YouTube at the zoo. I don't know what year, but I mean there are videos on there that are like. 16 years I think I've got a video on there that's 16 years old right oh yeah maybe sorry yeah 16 okay you were 16 or no the video's 16 years uh, old yeah 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 video but um Mukbanga is this is this I don't really watch you know it's not my scene really but it's just watching people eat 
So um, right, I think overeat stuffs themselves. But they got it had that kind of feel about it. When she was eating the food, it was she was sort of stuffing herself, wasn't she? A bit. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. She's. Uh, but I don't. Know, was that because she was? Well, she wasn't a. You wouldn't say she was a busy woman because we only saw her show one person around a uh, a place. And, no, there are two people. There was a very aloof man, wasn't there? Mm. The aloof fat man. Yeah. And then there was someone who perhaps was looking around the the actual apartment that were that were focusing on. Was it? Was, was I think that's what, I what they were looking at. I don't know. I I was confused again. I, I I was confused about what what was in the apartment and what wasn't. There was that bed, wasn't there, with a really nice floral mattress with mm. a plastic mattress protector on it. There was a the yeah. bathroom. I didn't see any kitchen. Did you say kitchen? No, just the just the bathroom and the and the bedroom and the two. It was kind of a duplex, wasn't it? Could you mm. call it a duplex? Um, I don't know what a duplex is. Well, I think I've do you know the way it, that I... they could like do a tracking shot from one level to the other, which suggested there was like an mm. open element that connected ah, okay. both levels. I think you know I'm I'm no I'm I mean, no uh, the... what's she called? Mm. Uh, what's Real the estate agent. Called? Oh, oh, Maylin. I'm no mailing, but um, I no. think that's called a duplex. I think you're going to have a hard time selling it without a kitchen, which true. may have been yeah, part of the yeah, issue. Yeah, that's true. Um, but she would know all the good street food vendors mm. around and she'd say, listen, you don't need a kitchen. Yeah, that's city good. life. Good, that's city life. And mm. city life, Joe, I think, is the crux of what we're dealing with here. I think it's about... If you if you want me to offer a takeaway, oh yeah, iso- yeah isolation. Please. Oh, it's three people enduring three different modes of isolation. Mm. Um, trying trying for connection through different means, or you know, definitely lacking connection. Um, and it's a it's. It's a sad tale of uh, a sad tale of city lives. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think um, that was well put, Sam. The the um, I, you didn't see much of the city, really, did you? Of Taipei, you just saw sort of quite close, quite close shots. Um, I think the way it was filmed was really interesting. There was some, there was one really tight. Did you see? Did you see? Did you did you see the uh, <laughs> the shot where Watched it where uh, where where it was really tight to to Mei Lin, and she was sort of doing something for a while, and you didn't really know what it was. And as it zoomed out, she was trying to catch flies. Yes, do you remember yeah, that yeah. shot? Yeah, that was that was really weird. Um, and I couldn't tell you what the point of that bit was what was what you know there was i think when you said those bits that i liked and those bits that i didn't like the mm. bits that i didn't like were the bits that i could not explain i'm reading a bit i'm reading a book at the moment um by an author called you know george saunders no he's um an american author and he's written a book called um a swim in a pond in the rain or something and it's about mm. it's basically taking apart different um russian short stories and it's all about the kind of mechanics of the short story and why 
it basically puts in a Russian short story and says this is why this works and one of the sort of things is what it says is that every because there's an economy with short stories everything has to be for mm. a reason and I think that in terms of like the structure of this film and the sort of scope of it it's a little bit like a short story sort of yeah it's not there's not a whole there's not a big cast there's not a lot going on it's a it's a um, fraction of time in these people's lives where the mm. lives are sort of interconnected um, but then yeah there's just bits where you think well why, why is that in there yeah yeah it's it's sort of um, sped up towards the end I, I feel like in terms of in terms of um, inclusion of relevant bits mm. it, it felt like as it as it reached its this destination it, it all became clear but I, again i don't know that's just because i was lost watching it um my other takeaway was was it was very claustrophobic which i think fits fits that doesn't it it was yeah. all in one in that flat and tight shots a lot of the time um a lot of crossing roads did you notice that Sam? yeah i did and yeah because have you ever been to any asian countries i haven't it's it, it's very challenging crossing. I mean, in my experience of mm. going to three Asian countries, very mm. difficult places to um, cross roads, and I think this film depicted that very well. Yeah, there's, there's, there's one there's, thing. There's like an unwritten did. system that is just when you start walking, just keep walking forward. And I think there was lots of like the characters in this film are very tentative. They were too tentative mm. when they were crossing the road. But these these they, are like. Type yeah. natives, I assume, and they're they still struggling to uh, cross the street. Yeah, that's an interesting observation. See, I didn't pick that up. I just, I just saw them crossing the street, and and yeah, and, and thought they were doing an all right job, I guess. But now reflecting on it, they were terrible, weren't they? Well, did did you feel there was a little bit of jeopardy in those in those scenes? Cause maybe because maybe that's what it was about. Like there was to keep us engaged with the film. And I'm going to ask you a question in a minute about that. Um, they had to keep putting these small bits of jeopardy in there to kind of just, mm. dra- you know, drive it forward and keep and keep you. Hooked. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think did the bit where um, it picked up for me was when she started putting out the signs advertising the sort of open house or whatever it was, and she was stood on top of the car. Mm. Did you remember that bit? I thought that was really funny, and. Uh, that, yeah, some jeopardy in that. I, I was sort of imagining her falling off and yeah, yeah, breaking her neck or something. Not. In I a, think that. You know, I think that. Um, that point before about there not being any music and the being like picking up all these small sounds. I think that makes you feel a little bit on edge, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but what I was going to ask was: so you said that you watched half of it, had a nap, and then watched the second half of it. I watched about thirty minutes of it. I think I watched. Mm-hmm. I, st- I was. It was still in no. No, it must have been. Must have been less than that because I was still in no. No. Um, no, no talking time. territory. Yeah. Just before. Um, so would you? Do you think under normal circumstances would you have picked up and watched the rest of the film? If I hadn't had to. Yes. In the, I think I would have watched the rest of the film. But I would have skipped, done done a double tap. You would do a double tap. This is no, another YouTube, never, no, another YouTube no. turn. This turn this time. Um, double tap. 
Double tap, yeah. So when you're watching a film or or anything on your phone these days, you can do a double tap, skips forward ten seconds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's it's very it's highly disrespectful. Yeah. Um, which is why I didn't do it. I was tempted. I was tempted at times during this film to do a double tap. But surely, if you're watching a, you know, there the may be certain films that I do do a double tapping, but um, I wouldn't do a double tap where I wanted to make sure that I knew all the narrative and I was worried that I might m- miss mm. well I was because... already lost <laughs> Not, uh, yeah you know. yeah but that the du- yeah and you didn't double tap to your credit you didn't double tap but I think it would have been a, in a whole new world of uh, uh, of um, disarray if you uh, if you double tapped in this film yeah and the reason I didn't was because out of respect for you you know as, as much as the, the filmmaker um, I appreciate that you know I'm not coming here and as a double tapper, mm-hmm. coming here as someone who's had a nap in, in the middle of it, but it's you've scheduled. Nap, it but was you've, planned. you've read up. You've you've learned the characters' names. Yeah, yeah. And as I said, for me, the second half really picked up. Well, not really picked up. It did pick up a little bit for me. Um, and yeah, by far my favourite seat. So, so going back to that love triangle, um, just as Shao Kong is leaving the apartment, decides to go back and have a have a little watch. Of uh, our young sleeping, um, then gets in bed. Am I getting? Am I going? Am I jumping too far ahead here? Sam? No, no, no. Don't, don't worry about chronology. Um, and then, and then, uh, you know, chances a little kiss. You know, that was my favourite scene. One of my favourite scenes. I think that was really uh, mm. quite heart wrenching. You know, they really wanted heart wrenching. Yeah, wanted that, and uh, completely unrealistic as well. Though again, coming back to that pedantry. I mean, they would have woken up. There's no way, no way. Um, you get deep, you get deep sleepers. You get deep, especially people who live life like um, our young Del boy. Um, yeah, you know he's you drinking. But every scene he was drinking a can of uh, Budweiser, wasn't he? He was up all night hawking his wares. He was. Um, yeah, that's true. There was there was also another motif. I, I think this might be a motif. Sam smoking. Yeah, a lot of smoking, wasn't there? Mm, yeah. Or was that just a typical amount of smoking for for what was your experience of smoke smoking in Asian countries? Uh good question. In ninety four. In nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Asian smoking in nineteen ninety four. I've got limited experience, I'll be honest. Um mm. but I think they were more sort of character points than um motifs, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I think it's, smoking can point to uh, nihilistic tendencies. Mm. So mm-hmm. I think that was maybe what we're, what we're dealing with here. And they did the classic film thing of lighting a cigarette. You know what I'm going to say, don't you, Sam? Um, but, um, stubbing it out before they're even stubbing halfway down. Out. Yeah, yeah. How do you so feel? Is that, that is is it, well? It's wasteful. But is that again? Is that a an illustration of that they they just don't care? They don't care about how much money they're spending on cigarettes, or I is think, it just is it just cool? Is it cool? It's cool, isn't it? I think you are looking at it through a prism of a twenty deck being. I have absolutely no idea how much a twenty mm. deck is these days, but I think a twenty deck in Taipei in nineteen ninety four would be, I am going to say, less than fifty pence. Mm. So you do know a bit about it then? 
Well, I mean, I'm I'm guessing, and people can please do write in if if you do know, um, do write in and, and let us know what the price of uh, cigarettes were in Taipei in in the mid nineties because I I'd love to know. Mm. Would well, you love answer to... a lot of questions? Yeah, key questions. Yeah. Um, but if do do you have any more um, takeaways, jokes? I've got something to share share. Actually, at the next, I don't have any more takeaways. I don't think I. Um, there there are other things that I could say about the film. I think um, the 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 crying scene at the end. Mm-hmm. You know that and that that sort of brought to mind me. Have you seen the Reverend? Is that, I'm just saying that right. The Revenant. Yes, Revenant. The Revenant. Revenant. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, no. The bear attack in the uh, spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. The bear attack in the Revenant. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that scene? I Very remember it well. Yeah. Scene. Um, that's what the crying scene reminded me of. That's you know you feel like it's over, mm, and then okay, it starts yeah. again. She 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 cried and then she cried again and she had a cigarette. You think oh she's she's over it now and then oh no, it's back again, just like the bear. Yeah, it was it was a bit, it was a bit like that. Um, it was a very harrowing cry as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and annoying. Anno- harrowing annoying, and annoying. Yeah, I'd say that's quite strong. And she was walking because you've already said the cry was about five minutes long, wasn't it? But yes. she was walking for a long time before that as well. Which is what I was going to say when you said there weren't many shots of Taipei. I thought that was maybe a comment on, you know, she's selling property. That was a, basically a big building site that she was walking through for like mm. 10. It was a lovely shot, like a tracking yeah, shot of her really going nice, across actually. this um, building site. Mm. Um, but there's something about, you know, this this problem of uh, disconnection in the urban environment's not going to get any better as long as we keep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, I, did you I, sing the song in primary school? Everybody's building. Everybody's building. Everybody's building. Everybody's building day by day. Everybody's building. Everybody's building. Everybody's building in a different way. No, I like the rest of it before different way. Yeah, there, was, but I, we sang one that was opposite to that really, which was um, it went like this: break out, reach out, make the walls tumble down, down, down. Interesting. Break out, reach out, make the walls tumble down. You can build a, a wall of, around um, you. Build it up stone by stone. You can live alone in an empty home. And I don't know what what was next after that, but What was that about? Why did why did it say you I, can live alone in an empty home? I think that's about building up a wall around you and I think it's a metaphor, isn't it? Similar, you know, it might might be relevant to this film. You're building up these defences. Um you you're living alone in your empty home. You just gotta break the wall down. Like, like I suppose it's like God in in this case because it was a religious him. song. Right. Okay. Him, let him in. Yeah. No, sorry. Was it? Was it him? Him. <laughs> Not a capital. Not a capital. With a Y. Him. With a Y. Yeah. yeah. Him. Him. Was it him? It wasn't. Wasn't a him. It was one of those weird school song. You know, it's sort of disguised yeah. as a pop song, isn't it? And songs of praise. So he, Did you have a book called Songs of Praise? I don't know. We we had um I don't know, we had a, an OHP mm-hmm. overhead projector. Um and a year six boy would set that up every day. I say boy, I think it it seemed like it was a boy every day. I'm sure they weren't I'm sure they weren't like that. Um but what it was the nineties. 
I don't, well, not I don't a girl. Know. Not a girl. So, so a boy would go in and set the overhead projector up every right. assembly with with the. Um, I can't remember what the stuff was called that you put on it. Like a acetate. Acetate. That's it. Yeah, and it had the lyrics for the songs. Yeah, same at yeah. same at our school. Yeah. That's so, it. but the book was called Songs of Praise, and I think everybody's building. So maybe all those um, songs are, are sort of construction themed, or destruction yeah. themed. Destruction um, or construction. Yeah. Yeah, that could. I mean, I think you could write one of those journal, or construction or destruction. So. Well, we, yeah, in the in the in the band that I play in Gintis. Uh, shout out know, to Gintis. Yeah, shout out to Gintis. You know very well, Sam. That there's a, a song on our latest album called Buildings. There is. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah. you're very much. And is that about God? Him. Um, it's not a him or about him. It's about a a a relationship that on the surface appears to be failing, but it just needs a bit of bit of DIY, a bit of maintenance, touching up. Um, so, so it probably would fit quite well into the onto the OHP, onto yeah. the acetate. Mm. And is there any Gintis song that you've been involved in that you think reflects the themes in this film? Oh, I'm trying no. to think myself. Um, malcontent. Mm. Are we dealing with malcontents in this film? They are malcontents, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the lyrics to that song are "My little malcontent, I love your bones." I don't yes. think anyone loves their bones, do they? Have they got anyone well, loving their bones? Yeah, perhaps. Um, the sad person loves the bones mm. of our young Del Boy. Yeah. But but our young Del Boy is probably the least malcontent. He seems pretty yeah. happy with his lot, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he loves Maylin's bones much. I think no. it, well, maybe. Um, he wants to jump her bones. Yeah, it's all about yeah, the, that I expression. Think it was. Jump, jump your bones. Uh, yeah, from, from my interest in eroticism. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Okay, Joe. Well, um, we've got a message from. Um, he can't be here this evening, but he's, uh, he's sent us a five-minute uh, voice voice note. Oh wow! So, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that now. Okay. Hello, Sam. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the Midlife Film Catch Up. I'm sorry that I can't make it this week. I'm very busy with some things. Uh, I've also... The runny nose has appeared, so uh, it's probably good that um, I'm not there this week. I wish you all the best. I hope that Joe is settling in great, and I won't I won't lie. You know, we're using Joe's theme music... Joe is replacing me this week so it does make me wonder it does make me wonder I don't believe in conspiracies you know but I but I do believe in cover-ups and um, I just think what am I coming back to what what am I coming back to am, am, I, am I coming back is uh, is there a job for me am I come am I coming back to something Um but that said, I admire Joe. I respect Joe. 
Joseph Joe I call you Joe can I call you Joe I hope you're keeping Sam in check for time cheap time cheaping time keeping um, you know if you have to crack the whip and play the bad cop please do I hope you're plumbing the emotional depths this week if that involves trauma then so be it um, you know I hope I hope you're talking about Sam's pathological fear of little and large and um, fainting you know they say give give sorrow words the grief that does not speak whispers the overfraught heart and bids it break so do keep talking guys do keep talking sharing is caring you know and I hope um, hope you have some daft laughs uh, it's very that's a very important part of it ratings moving on to ratings I'm going to give this film I, I haven't I haven't seen the film you know I am I, I'm take I, I am I am off this week so I might as well um, make full use of that I'm going to give it story 7 out of 10 cinematography I, I, I expect it looks quite good in an art house sort of way I'm giving that 9 out of 10 production value for money I'm going to go for 4.5 out of 5 and my new rating my new erotic rating that I'm trying to push um, I'm going to go for just vir- by virtue of the fact that it's got su- subtitles that increases it substantially so I'm going to go for it doesn't have to be titillating You like it doesn't have to be confessions of a window cleaner or the Red Shoe Diaries. Uh, doesn't have to be Euro Trash. I'm going to go for erotic rating of 8 out of 10. Uh, so those are my thoughts on this week's film. I hope that there's not too many changes to the format for me to come back to. You know, like, would you recommend this film to Benjamin Netanyahu? Would you recommend this film to... Uh, Levi Roots would you recommend this film uh, Joe's Into Music would you recommend this film to to Meatloaf to Evan Dando to to um, Jay Maskis you know I know I know I know Joe your musical palette is very very wide actually not just your Dando's and your mascot, Evan Dando, Evan, not Jill, and Jay Mascus, and um, you know, um, don't quite know where I'm going with that. A day without laughter is a day wasted, so don't waste this day, guys. It's better to burn out than to fade away, and uh, sorry, this has sounded like a bit of a cry for help. Um, I'm sure you can have a great time I wish you all the best take care of each other give me three rings when you get home and I'll see you I'll see you in Dogtown alright guys hasta mañana hasta luego au revoir adios ciao um well Two two thoughts. I mean, I I uh, 
you know, I don't think Chris's hot seat is at any risk of of uh, being occupied by me long term. Um, I, I am enjoying this experience, Sam, but I much prefer listening. Um, not to say that, that it wasn't everything I hoped it would be, but uh, is, it, is it because of the because of the film that we made you watch? Um, no, I, I think. Um, I don't know what it, why it is. After but tea? The, is it because it's after tea? Maybe it's because it's after tea. Um, the, the, sorry, I'm distracted because the one thing that I didn't want to happen was for Chris to be disappointed in me. You know, session name two. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm. I don't. I've not experienced any trauma. So he wants us to be to be traumatized. I think he or, wants or to you be... to dig into my trauma. Mm. I think that's oh, what me, is. Well, yeah. Well, I'm happy to do that. Good. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Mm. You, you, you're steely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, remind me of the session names. Yeah, I, don't, I think um, you're doing a much better job than Chris, so you don't have to worry about that one. What was, what was the other one? Uh, not bringing too much energy. Mm. How energetic have I been? I Actually, I feel like I've been very non-energetic. Yeah, I think you need to bring the energy levels up a little bit, actually. Step it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should we move on to what would you do as the protagonist in this film, Joe? Yeah. Cool. That was, Take that was the energy. It's so, good, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I didn't really think too much about this, Sam, but if I were Mei Lin, mm-hmm. the female participant in the in the film, I would, um, I'd give up, I'd give up the, the real estate game. Mm, okay. First and foremost. I don't think... I don't think I'm cut out for it. Um, I would, I wouldn't, wouldn't sleep with our young Del Boy again. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's very sleazy. Don't I, like I him he was at all. Very sleazy. Yeah, you know? very dislikable. And um, I, I may move away. I might move out of Taipei. Mm, okay, where to? Uh, North Wales. Okay, yeah. I guess, but, yeah. but because that's because that's where I live, and you know, I, I know people around here. Um, you like it? Yeah, I like it. I'd probably just try and fit into my existing life. Am I? This is. I've never really understood this part of the podcast. Do I? Am I my soul in Maylin's body? Do I know that I'm that I used to be me, or am I just Maylin? Um, I see it as a sort of amalg- amalgam, an amalgam. Mm. Um, so you are driving the you, you've got all the char- physical characteristics most of the psychological and mental makeup of the character but you're okay. driving them within their means yeah. whose memories do I have? memories um, you have her, her memories the, the, the protagonist's memories here mm. Okay. Still move to 
Still no. moved to North Wales? No. I don't think I'd move to North Wales because I don't. I wouldn't know anything about it. It would be too scary. I may. I might move. Um, I'd probably stay. I might even stay in Taipei. I. I. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even. I'd, I'd move. You know what? I'd do before I before I gave him a job up. I'd get a cushy, cushy deal on a new pad. Good. Good. Yeah. I, I, I might like even buy the. I might even buy that. Although it didn't have a Sex kitchen, bath. yeah, it had a beautiful bath, and as we know, baths, are, you know, water was a, a theme here. So, is it what? How do? You, where do you stand on baths? I like them. Yeah, mm-hmm. hot, hot. I like it hot. Some like, mm-hmm. some like them hot. Um, how often are you having baths? Oh, not as often as I'd like to these days. Um, what's interesting is that I've got two boys. One of them has inherited the the hot bath gene, hot bath preference gene. So when, you, when you're talking one, hot, are you talking like un- uncomfortably hot? I know, but yeah, I'd say uncomfortably because hot. Because the hot bath is, you know, par for the. No one's having a, no one's having mm-hmm. a lukewarm bath. No, I'd say uncomfortably hot for somebody who who, who didn't like hot baths. So so my mum, you know, the gene is passed down from my mum. You see. Um, and everyone, oh, that's a hot bath, Patricia. Um, if they if they feel her Ev- bath water, everyone. <laughs> I don't know what you know <laughs> why people would be doing that. But um, so I inherited that gene. My, my my eldest son James has inherited that gene. My youngest son, no, he doesn't like it when he gets in a hot bath with James. He, 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 oh, um, interesting. So that's, that's the sort of temperature we're talking about. Um, I would. Keep her skincare routine. There's a scene um, in the you, film, you, wasn't you there? have avoided the question: how many the, the frequencies of your baths? Oh, um, I'd say uh, once every two weeks now. With um, once every two. With, with yes, I mean shower. I'd say that's a healthy. I, I mean I haven't had a bath. I haven't lived in a home with a bath for two years mm. now. Uh, before wow. that, the 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 water temperature was. It's substandard for me, let alone for for someone mm. like you. So I wasn't having a bath there either. Uh, the place before that had a bath. What I'm saying, I'm I'm bath deprived. My parents, when I visit them, they don't have a bath. Oh wow! Um, but I would so imagine. Yeah, it's, it's it's been years. Hotels, yeah, but then you don't want to be, you know, you. Visiting a, a foreign country, you want to be experiencing the country. You don't want to be sitting around in a bath, do you? What? No, I I would. Yeah, I would sit in the bath. Is that I what you really do? Like, yeah, I don't really like holiday. I'm going to to London for work next week, and uh, I'm already thinking about the hotel bath. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. stay out of the stay out of the city. Well, in the city, but in your room is my motto. Stay out of the city, yeah. but in your room. Stay in the city. In, in the sits in the in the in the bath, in the bath, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, so be, I'm, you know, I'm guessing you can empathise with the dudes in this film, then, really, because that's what they did a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah, I loved it when they were went underwater with their face underwater. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, great. Um, I can't do that because my bath isn't big enough. When I don't think any bath of her own is big enough. But my wife, um, we we had a bathroom. Um, remodel recently. I quite like that to, that American remodel rather than the renovation. Ren- <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, 
re we had a bathroom it? remodel recently and my wife um said that the old bath was too too long which i don't even think is a thing um she couldn't sit comfortably in it so we got a we got a 1600 mil bath instead of a 1700 mil and actually i accidentally ordered a 1400 mil um bath and that one you know that went is that an back. exclusive does your wife know that you accidentally shaved off two well she wanted it she wanted it she wanted 1600 i ordered 1400 accidentally but i wanted 1700 so we've got a 1600 it's not comfortable but I can I can see where your wife is coming from because I, it was her argument that it was too long. She couldn't get any mm. purchase with her feet, so she was slipping Precisely. down all the time. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, I can I can I hear her. I hear her there. Hmm. Well, she's now she now says we should have had a seventeen hundred. So. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Mm. A cautionary tale. Cautionary tale, yeah, yeah. So I would, yeah, I would move into that apartment maybe, and then quit my job. Which, um, I, as I say, I'll keep the skincare routine. She did a really nice, skin, yeah, had a really nice really skincare sort routine. Of, um, um, I don't know what it was, like a oil, sort of an oil, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, moisturizer maybe. She, but I, you know, she put it on and then she washed it off and then she put it on again, and then washed it off again. Right. Um, but what I didn't like was that she was wiping the mirror with her hand in between mm. applications and then and then using that hand to put on a face I thought that was a bit grimy did you um, did you experience uh, acne as a as a youngster yeah me too yeah me too so I think maybe do you think sensitive to that kind of thing yeah yeah don't want any any dirty mirror water on you anything that's gonna provoke your acne you learn you say that's what you're saying isn't it you learn you work around You, you just become very sensitive to um, the surfaces that your face is coming into contact with. I remember being very. Uh, I used to wear hair wax, mm. and I used to think that if I was getting, if I was like, one point laid on my pillow with my hair wax coming into contact with the pillow, mm. and then putting my face on the pillow, then bang, yeah, I'm back in acne town. Wax. wax, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes complete sense. Um, did you ever put toothpaste on your spots? Uh, I don't remember. I maybe tried it and then quickly discredited it as a as a um, as a way of dealing with it. How how about mm. you? Yeah, I did it. I think it made it worse if anything. Um, um, do you have a? Um, sorry, Joe, I haven't asked um, your age. Uh, I'm thirty-seven next month. I was born 37. in 1986. Okay. So, yeah. do you have a um, skincare regime as a 37-year-old, 36-year-old? I don't. No, I don't. I don't even. I don't even wash my face, which comes as a surprise to many people. But, but is that my daily, it, my daily shower? I don't wash it. I'm, I'm the same. Is it? But mm. but maybe that's part of the. Um, in a, it, it, that's our own, our own skincare routine. I don't want to be mm. washing my face with um, things that, again, I feel like is going to bring back your friend of mine, acne. Mm. You, did you, later in life, I experienced rosacea. You ever had that, Sam? Touch wood, no, I haven't. No, mm. that was uh, yeah, that was horrible. But it, well, it wasn't too horrible, but it looked horrible. But I think it was a combination of stress and alcohol. So uh, now I'm not stressed, and I don't drink so much. 
Um, and it's never, it's, it's, it's gone. My mum bought me some cream. No, she didn't. She said she was going to buy me some really expensive cream, like 30 quid or something. And I said, come on, don't, you know, don't buy that. Moisturizer. So she didn't. Um, it was rosacea specific cream, but I don't think you can treat it. I think it's. It's more internal. It yeah. Yeah. It's, I suppose this is true. Is this trauma? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely it is, yeah, yeah. Your acne was dramatic for you, so... Oh, it definitely was. And I, I, I was um, once prescribed... Um, was it called Roaccutane? Do you remember this? Roaccutane? And it was, like, really controversial because, mm. pe- uh, like, um, kids that were on it were, like, suffering from depression and stuff. And, oh, uh, that might were, have just were, been the acne, though. Well, that's what that's I always thought at the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, ho- horrible business. The old, the old acne, absolutely. Mm. And I you always found I this interesting. Uh, Sorry, go on, Sam. Acne, acme. Mm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Acme. Yeah. It's like the for company that yeah would be in the Warner Brothers cartoons. Is that right? Yes. I don't know if I do know what you're saying, but I also had that connection, and yeah, I liked I, I liked acme. But I disliked acne. Yeah, why mm. choose that name for your for company and your cartoons? Mm. Mm. Don't know. But I never write had, in. Um, do write in if if you do know the if there is a connection as to why they would the thought process behind choosing acne mm. in the Looney Tunes cartoons um, when it sounds so similar to acne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the that? question. That's mm. this week's question. We'll call we'll call that um, format point this week's question. I think that's that's an ungoogleable question, isn't it? You... That's that's the beauty of the of mm. the feature because you can't you can't just Google it. It's more of a it's deeper than that. It's more complex. Mm. I never had spots on my back. Is what I was going to say. Only mm-hmm. on my face. Never ever a spot anywhere else. Interesting. Well, you so know, small mercies. Mm. Small yeah. mercies. Um, I think if I was the protagonist, uh, and I'm going to go with our young Del Boy, I would stop being a stop being a bloody smart ass. I'd stop being mm. a I'd stop being a s- smug, know it all, drinking my beer, calling myself the boss. I'm not Bruce Springsteen, I never will be. Um, I'd devote my life to helping people. Um, I'd use the good features that I've got, good looks, street smarts, and sexual prowess. Um, I'd use that to my advantage, climb the Taipei um, ladder, yeah, how how exactly would you use those three things to your advantage to do that? And so your your good looks, your your street smart, and your mm-hmm. was it sex sexiness, um, sexual prowess, sexual prowess. How would you? What would that look like? Um, well, there's always modelling. Mm-hmm. There's always um, adult entertainment. Yep. And there is always entrepreneur, entrepreneurial 
Lism. So, mm-hmm. so put, you'd might you know, put them together. Start. Oh right. Okay. So, so are you are you are you going to hire hire actors? No. Nope. Adult actors and actresses, or are you doing it all yourself? All myself. Yeah. Okay. So starting a <clears throat> starting a company mm-hmm. that you're the only employee. Is yourself yep. your own boss? Yeah. Sole sole trader. Doing some modelling work. I could probably, you, you know, would... I could probably keep the um, the same company house records that I had for my for the for the, the stuff that I was doing selling I, selling on the street. I don't think he had a. I don't think that was legitimate. Company, mate. Well, that's the first thing I do. I'd register myself a company's house in. Yeah. You know the Taiwanese the equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and and but how would? So even if you made a success of the business. When? How's that gonna? How are you gonna? When you make a success of the business, how's that gonna? How are you gonna get up the ladder? Um, well, that's when I would employ um, the okay. sad young person. Okay. Who so, I, I can can see right away that they've got mm. um, sales acumen. Yeah. Or is it so because that, you've got con- you know you've got control over them because they love you and. No. No, no, no. What I'd say I'm... is, listen, be yourself, because mm-hmm. everyone else is taken. It's just one of the things. I don't, I don't say that as me, but uh, as this character, yeah. that's just yeah. something that I'd say to people: be yourself, because everyone else is taken. Yeah. And that's it. And well, no, that's not it. That that's what I'd say to. Um, sorry, what's that character's name? Uh, Shao Kong. Shao Kong. I'd say Shao Kong. Be yourself. Because everyone else is taken, um, and then I'd basically let them kind of mould their own role in the company. Okay. Whatever they're comfortable with, however they think they would progress, you know. It. Mm-hmm. it I, I said I'd want them to be part my partner at one point. Not you know, not straight away. It'd be more entry level. Um, Business partner. You've got yeah. to make that clear because I think they they're invested in. No, yeah, and I'd have to lay my cards out on the table and say, "Listen, it's not going to work in a romantic sense, but in a business sense, we mm. can run. We can run this town." Yeah, I think they'd be up for that, mm-hmm. as long as you really have changed. Ch- yes, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. People change, you know. People, you're young. You would you say you were arrogant when you were young? No. Not in any any way. No way. Not in any way at all. No. Uh, you can ask anybody that knows me. I don't think anyone would say I was ever have ever been arrogant in any 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 part of my life. Do you do you feel like you could have used a little more arrogance? Um, I think it it yeah it may have helped me in certain situations, but I think people respect my lack of arrogance, and. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have that. Yeah, mm. no, I think that's good. That's humility is the opposite of arrogance. Would you say? Uh, yeah, I've been humiliated a lot. Yeah, through my throughout no. my life. I, I mean, I think humility is different to mm. humiliation. It's simply yeah. being humble. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, we're quite similar in that way, son. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. But back when, so let's move on now to 1994, our lives in 1994. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you do you say that I I'm similar in my humility, but I was running the Sam Gang at this time. Ah, uh, yeah, of course, the Sam Gang. So this is so it's, it, this had, this has gone from 93 into 94. The Sam Gang. I think the Sam Gang reigned. I mean, it might have been earlier than this, but I would have—I mm. uh, would estimate that Sam Gang was nineteen ninety-three to nineteen ninety-five, maybe. Okay. Yeah, to be honest, I'm really struggling with um, chronologies because I feel like I've gone from not having any any memories at all. Mm. And then next week it's 1996, and I can vividly remember watching Euro '96. Yeah. Um, so it's it's this 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 bit it's here a is a real struggle for me. If, thing, if I can it? I can be honest with you, Chris isn't here. Mm. You know, he's not going to tell me off for not for misremembering. So I can tell you straight that I've got a lot of things wrong in this podcast in terms of chron- chronology. Mm. I'd yeah, that's important to keep it. If you if you're telling people, it's the truth. It's got to be the truth. I feel, I, be, hopefully, be honest, I've kind I? of made disclaimers when I've mm. when I've made these claims to the specific years, but I don't know. So, so you're you're saying you you maybe were arrogant because you were head honcho of the Sam Gang, but but last week you said you couldn't remember who who named it the Sam Gang. So even if you didn't name it, did the arrogance it became you? Did it? it you you life at the top. I think yeah. I think there's got you've got to have a, a level of arrogance to be happy with mm. running in a gang court that's named after your own name. Mm. But then again, the Dave Clark Five, um, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, mm-hmm. not Robbie as much Williams. maybe. Robbie Williams. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of many gangs that had. Are named after one person in the gang. Was it? I don't know. Why was it called the Sam Gang? Well, I think this, I, suppose, I think the main reason was because it scan you know it scans well, doesn't it? Sam Gang, yeah, yeah, I get that. And before you knew it, you know, we had S. G. Gilbert, the mascot, and uh, yeah, it wants Sam Gangs written in your file of facts, your spy file. Mm. There's no going back, is there? It's like a tattoo. I also had that spy file. Brilliant. And um, we also found a frog. Um, wow. But it was much more equitable, by the sounds of it. We didn't have... Well, I don't think we even had a name for our gang. Um, the frog was called Rusty. Found it in a drain um, somewhere. We had... My dad made us a den out of a an old wooden shipping container and a wardrobe. So the shipping container was in the bush, and then the wardrobe was all painted black inside, and had a bit of fabric that hang hang down at the back, and you move the fabric, you crawl into the den. It was great. Wow. Um, and yeah, I had the spy file. I think I was the only one who ever looked at it and wrote in it. But um, we had we had a little gang, you know. Was so who we're talking? Who we're, who we're running with? We've uh, we've got my brother, Love Hate, mm-hmm. two and three quarter years younger than me. Um, and then we had some mutual friends. We had uh, Danny Holloway, 
Quinnon Hughes mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Kepler. I say that was it. The bod, the bod, the bod boys. So we live, we live in Bodlewiven, at the, uh, the quieter end of the village. I'd say um, we didn't have many options. We, we were, you know, you, you sort of get lumped together. What was it like at the other end of the village? Oh, full on, yeah. full on. Yeah, you got all sorts going on. Um, rough lads. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe rougher. But but you know, I wouldn't say rough. Salt of the earth. Maybe I'd say salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. My, bro- my brother, as he got older, he, he he joined. He left us for dead and joined joined the cooler kids. Right, right okay. Or up there, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so and how did your dad deal deal with that? He was he was fine. Yeah, he he was he was annoyed when my brother stole his hammer. He didn't steal it. He took it to build a den. But it was his dad. My dad's dad was a cobbler. No, sorry, no, he was a shoemaker, not a cobbler. Um, what's the, and my brother what's the difference? Lost his a cobbler repairs shoes. Um, ah. whereas a shoemaker makes them. Is that why this? Um, uh, the cobbler laughs last uh, because the shoemaker makes the shoes but the cobbler then repairs them and gets well the cobbler made. seems to have the sort of reputation don't they cheeky and they're, they're not even putting in the hard yards ok yeah yeah uh, yeah I don't know if I've ever heard that saying um, it's a sore it's a sore subject my dad anyway I'm not going to rake that up ok um but yeah, so what else were you do? What what else were you doing apart from cultivating the samgang? I mean, or, or driving it into its grave in, that was coming the year later. Um, heavily into nature, I think I probably joined the YOC around this time. YOC, young youth, of of young orthonologists. Guilt, club um, crew crew club yeah so it was the youth wing of the uh, RSPB like mm. the Hitler youth but for um, twitches um, me and James Cundall Jimmy who, who mm. our listeners have met um, heavily yeah heavily into all things nature he was a big animals of farthing wood guy oh yeah yeah um mm. So we'd catch grasshoppers, is long and short of it. Mm. We'd uh, go into long grass with a, a Vitalite tub, margarine mm-hmm. tub, um, catch the grasshoppers, put, you know, breathing holes in it, we weren't monsters. Mm. And we'd, you know, we'd do well, we'd catch a lot of grasshoppers. Um, and that was how we spent our days. We'd mix potions, I don't know if this was a hobby of yours at this age, mixing potions use the different cleaning fluids um mm. that was another that was another biggie yeah i used i remember mixing dog poo in a wheelbarrow um to a, to a similar effect but yeah it's not it wasn't it wasn't probably not as not as nice how how um, much what what sort of volume of dog poo just one right just one dog poo i think um, but crickets catching crickets. Uh, did you have the game frustration? N- no, the board game. It's like Ludo, but it's 
dressed up. He had the the dice in the middle. You push the thing down, it clicks and rolls a dice. Uh, I don't think so. No, it doesn't ring. It doesn't ring a bell. Well, that that was you missed a trick, Sam, because that was a an excellent grasshopper attraction magnet. Right. Um, we had it. We played it on a holiday in France, and we had crickets jumping all over the board. You'd have been in your element, mate. That tub would have been filled. Wow. Um, okay. Hmm. Where was that? Sorry. Where where did we? It was in France. And whereabouts in France? Uh, my the, the caravan. I I don't um I don't remember. Probably north. I don't think we ever went to the south of France. It's a bit too far. Static. Static. Yeah, Haven. Uh, would your dad drive down? Um, ferry. We would get the ferry, I think, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. into Normandy, uh, and then drive the remaining distance. So we, we, it wasn't the same. We didn't go to the same place every time. Um, but yeah, I don't remember. In all honesty. So how was your dad's um, fuse? Do you know? Could on those long journeys down to France, was your dad? pretty chilled yeah. out was he happy to be on holiday was he getting annoyed at the cobblers uh he doesn't really like holidays he's a bit like me i think he's he's got a very um very uh, weird fuse so it's long but once mm-hmm. ignite it all it, it's uh it blows quickly okay so imagine a really long piece of string but it's soaked in petrol so as soon as the flame touches it mm-hmm. i'll get you i get you and then a quick a quick de-escalation as well, fortunately. Okay, so bringing it back, circling mm. back to our icebreaker, Joe. Mm. Give me yeah. the options again. So, we've uh, we've got my dad throwing a stone at a partridge in a pear tree in the garden, serving yeah. us its breasts for tea. Um, my dad throwing me five metres across a garden reason being I dropped a family friend's guinea pig yeah uh, and uh, my dad throwing me down the stairs for for bending my brother's arm around a after post. he trumped in you first yeah okay I've got it about that. I've got it mm-hmm. Partridge in a pear tree true um, throwing you across the grass five metres false uh, and the other one throwing you down the stairs true uh, n- incorrect yeah, could so have, the could have sworn yeah. I was, I was right then. I've been studying so you did, all night. Yeah, no, no. He, he did throw me across the garden. Um, it was in. It was at we we gone to visit some of their. We no, we we gone to stay at their friend's house and they were away and we were using it as a base, you know, for another holiday. So he's already mm-hmm. neither of us were happy being, you know, we were on holiday, and um, yeah, my we obviously being kids, we, they had guinea pigs. We wanted to see them straight away. Went into the garden. My brother was always the, the you know a dominant one, despite being two and three quarter years younger. He grabbed mm-hmm. the guinea pig. Um, my dad was sort of standing around. The guinea pig, I don't know if it bit him or it scratched him or something, but he, he you know, as he was passing it to me, so he, he sort of threw it the rest of the way, and it just bounced off my chest. And my dad turned around just as I was, um, just as I was dropped. Well, the guinea pig was falling from my body, so he remember the fuse. Yep. Yeah, the uh, picked me up and threw me across the garden, um, and then was was contrite afterwards. Wow. Mm. 
And is this a vivid memory for you? And how old were you? I was probably about eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. So hang on a minute. So this eight, year? 94, maybe this year. Maybe this year, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, I mean, I, no, it's, it's he's a very bridge. nice man most of the time. It's water under the bridge, mate, yeah. Um, um, so what was false? Number one was false. The the partridge in a pear tree. It, it did happen, but it was a wood pigeon, not a partridge, so it was a tricky one. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. okay. And he, he cooked the wood pigeon? He did, yeah. yeah. How I think did that he test? Did. Um, fine, yeah. Uh, gamey. That's what you say, isn't it, when it's something that's not chickeny, gamey. Um, and did he not, did, did he purposefully throw the stone in the view of cooking it that, that night? Um, I don't know what was going through his head, mate. He said to me and my brother, watch this. And then he threw the stone at the pigeon, the wood pigeon, killed it, and then he disappeared with it we played in the garden came back in and then there were two pigeon breasts on the you know, little dish on the side ready to be cooked wow um, so I think maybe it was an afterthought I, I don't know that much planning went into it really how much could go into it you know the chances that a wood pigeon are going to land in the tree I don't would, know what, what the chances are I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you but do you think your dad's parenting style has influenced your parenting style um, yes, I I don't throw my kids, but or or throw That's birds, <laughs> throw stones at birds, mm-hmm. um, but I also don't really don't sweat the small s. Okay, uh, st- mm. stuff. St- yeah, small s, small stuff. Yeah, don't sweat it, mate. Good. That's good. And um, is your dad still making shoes? No, he he was never a shoemaker. No, he was his his dad was the shoemaker. Sorry. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. He he's no, he's retired. He um he paints and uh, watches a lot of YouTube videos. Really? Oh, all right. Um, so it's it's all it's all it's all kind of jeans. Jeans, yeah, jeans. Hmm. Okay, well, um, do you, unless you've got any other thoughts on. Vive Le Mans or 1994 I'll move on to films for next week yeah in the interest of keeping it keeping it slim I think move along Sam please do so 1995 um, was a big Big year for film, as we've as we've said, Dumb and Dumber, Ace mm-hmm. Ventura. They're all they're all coming out. Um, okay. I've got my shortlist here. Uh, I'm a big Noah Baumbach film uh, fan. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with Noah Baum- Baumbach? Yes, but I could not name. Is it whale? whale. Uh, Squid and the whale. Yeah. Squid and the whale. I've seen and. If you named all of his films, I think I'd tell you. I'd be able to tell you which ones I've seen. But I, uh, yeah. while we're young, Francis nope. Ha. No. Nope. Um, Does he on. work with Adam Driver? Excuse me, Adam Driver yeah, quite a bit. Exactly. Yeah. Greenberg, uh, Margot nope. at the wedding. 
no. White Noise was his latest one. Yeah, Marriage Story was a big hitter on Netflix. Uh, no. As was the Mayor Witch stories with uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was good. So yeah. he he had a film out, one of his first ones, kicking and, str- and kicking and screaming. Um, mm. After college graduation, Grover's girlfriend Jane tells him she's moving to Prague to study writing. Grover declines to accompany her, deciding instead to move in with several friends, all of whom can't quite work up the inertia to escape their university's pull. It's classic Bombatch territory. Mm. Uh, Nineteen ninety-five. It's got. Uh, not many people I've heard of actually so that's one option another great director whose films I've always enjoyed Richard Linklater had Before Sunrise which I think again is one of his big hitters yeah I've never seen um, yeah any of that sort of there was a series wasn't it he did Before Sunrise Before Sunset yeah and And Boy boy, uh, Before Midnight as well Before that was it yeah the trilogy I've seen Boyhood which was amazing yeah, the, I really uh, liked Boyhood. Yeah. Um, then a bit of a curveball. Uh, Salam Cinema. Um, hmm. Mac Malbath puts an advertisement in the papers calling for an open casting for his next movie. However, when hundreds of people show up, he decides to make a movie about the casting and the screen screen tests hmm. of the would-be actors. Hmm. Thoughts? Um... I love the name Grover. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Good start. Um, second one, I can't even remember what you just have just said about Be- it. Before sun sunrise. Um, Did you give a synopsis for that? I didn't know it. So it's um, Ethan Hawke and uh, Jess Julie Delpy mm. uh, on his way to Vienna. Vienna. On his way to Vienna, American Jesse meets Celine, a student returning to Paris. After long conversations, forge a surprising connection between them. Jesse convinces Celine to get off the train with him in mm. Vienna. I think I wouldn't choose that one only because that's one I might watch anyway. Whereas the other two, I probably oh, wouldn't, I see. wouldn't right, watch. Okay. Um, so, for me, the one that piqued my interest most was the, the final one there. That sounds mm. interesting. It does sound interesting. I am a little bit concerned that this one might be difficult to find. Mm. So you don't, so, you don't, you don't look out. You don't look at how easy they are to find before you suggest them. If we were more prepared, we probably would do. Mm. But uh, well, it's not. It's, it's not, not a criticism. It's, 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 a, it's just an observation. Well, not even an observation. It's a question. Just a question. It, you no, know, it's good. It's a good question. So, because Chris is back next week, I had to run my shortlist by him, and he um, had seen some surprisingly niche films in my uh, shortlist. Mm. So, uh, a bit like his last week, my three shortlist of three is really two because because of what I just mm. said about Salam Cinema being difficult to find. So, it's really out kicking and screaming, and before sunrise. Um, sometimes I browse the. Um, you know, it's just the reviews of normal people on um, Letterboxd, mm. and a lot of people are talking about the annoying characters and kicking and screaming. Uh, and I take your point about I'd would watch that anyway, but part of this project is about forcing yourself to watch films that you might mm. say that to yourself, but don't actually ever get around to doing it. So. 
I'm going to go with um, Before Sunrise by uh, Richard Linklater. Round of applause. And I, I feel like it, you know, me, what, what hasn't an important subject that hasn't been broached on this podcast yet is Ethan Hawke. Yeah, very important. Um, and yeah, he was in he was in Boyhood as well, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he's quite a he's a collaborator, and he just just like you and Chris with Richard Linklater. Not, yeah, no. is it Boyhood? It had he what had he done? It it compiled the Beatles album. What had he done? Oh, he compiled uh, tracks by solo artists that could make a Beatles album. Solo mm. tracks by Beatles members that are the Beatles level quality. I like that. That's okay. nice. Okay. Nice thing, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Just before we uh, finish, Sam, can I do a can I do a shout out? As of a, course, as yeah. Guest, you do the shout out, and then what I'll do is I'll um, just say the end, end quote. Okay, uh, it is a shout out to my friend Harriet Baxter because um, I recommended this podcast to her. But she's watched a film a day for the last. Uh, this is what this is where I fall down remembering the actual important bit for a long time. I think she's watched a film a day for the last two years, maybe more. Wow, that um, is amazing. Yeah, so uh, well done, Harriet. That's and, that, uh, that's incredible. Hats off, hats off yeah. to Harriet. Yeah, yeah. There we are. Is it okay? That's the that's the that, shout that out. Yeah, that was the shout okay. out. Yeah, we'll just. Has she to... uh, she listened to the the uh, podcast? Due to her her um, enjoyment of films, I recommended it. Highly recommended it. Hmm. So um, I haven't spoke to her since then. So I imagine she hasn't I guess, got a lot I guess of I'll uh, find out. free time on her hands. No, I know how difficult it is. Mm. Okay, so. This is how I described this film earlier, and I think it makes makes for a good uh, end quote. Uh, but before okay. before I do that, Joe, thanks very much for uh, stepping into the breach. You've been a marvelous co-host, collaborator. You've really contributed to the energy mm. of the podcast, and uh, uh, I hope to have you back on, or maybe you'll be on on here with Chris. Wonder who knows if I decide to have a holiday. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing to hear about the energy. I'm sorry if I let you down on that front, but um... no, 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 not at all. You haven't let me down at all. It, w- the thing is about energy. I always say all energy is um, good energy. Just something. That's something that I say. Mm, I wouldn't. Uh, I disagree, but probably we haven't got time to get into that now. A sad tale of city lives. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff.